welcome back to show number 18 of the Excel in Retirement show. My name is David Treese, and I am a financial advisor and your host. I'm located in the upstate of South Carolina, but we have clients all over. My goal is to distill a couple financial planning ideas that could help you excel in retirement. As always, we are honored and thankful to have you listening, and you can always reach me by calling 864-618-4800. When I was a kid, I loved playing outside. Shoot, I still love playing outside. Who am I kidding? I didn't like playing video games when I was a kid, though, or watching TV. I'd rather be out making ramps to jump my bicycle off of. This was me as a kid, building forts in the woods and walking around pretending like I was the good guy or the bad guy or whatever I was that day. And if you're from the Carolinas, you know how hot and how humid it can get here for a large part of the year. Thankfully, we are cresting into late September here, and uh, it is getting cool, and we have perfect weather. If you ever want to visit the Carolinas, this is an ideal time. Well, a couple of that uh, sweatiness and, and so forth and hotness with the fact that I'm a big guy. And what do big guys like to do or what happens to them? We sweat a lot, or at least I do. Well, it was about junior high school when I started having some issues with my vision. So my mom said, well, let's go to the eye doctor. And I can remember it like it was yesterday. We went into this doctor's back examination room. He turned off the lights. It was a dark room. If you've ever had your eyes examined, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this doctor, he was old and grumpy. And he looked at my eyes and examined them and gave me some glasses to wear. And I thought, well, this is what it is. Well, I was really into basketball at this age. Michael Jordan was in his heyday, and I was about to enter high school, and I had one priority for high school, and it wasn't being on the honor roll, unfortunately. It was making the high school basketball team. So every opportunity I got, lunch, recess, after school, I was out there playing basketball. So remember, I sweat a lot, right? So my glasses would slide off my face and they'd fall on the floor. And if you've ever watched basketball, you know everybody's clustered up together under the basket. And smash, somebody would step on my glasses when they'd fall off or if I didn't step on them myself. And my mom, my poor mom, she was constantly taking me to the optical shop to get my glasses repaired. Lisa, the lady who repaired them, came out after one of these numerous visits and said, I may break them more trying to fix them than, than I can actually fix them. So I might break them trying to fix them. They were that bad and mangled up. Well, my mom was getting pretty tired of her routine visits to see Lisa at the optical shop. And uh, she was getting tired of carting me down there. So she said, David, you need contacts. Then they won't, your glasses won't fall off your face and you can do whatever. And I thought, man, what a great idea that is. So we went back to that grumpy eye doctor. He looked at my eyes this, this next year and uh, they had gotten worse, of course. That's what normally happens. But that wasn't even the bad part. He said to my mom and me after he examined my eyes, he said, you have a severe astigmatism. So why does that matter, I thought. He said, I'd never be able to wear contacts, is what he said after I'd gotten my hopes up and I was pretty doggone devastated. I left there pretty upset and just had to deal with my glasses for another year. But then my mom had a wonderful idea for the next year. She said, 
why don't we get a second opinion? And I was suddenly hopeful again. So we went to see Dr. Randall Thomas, and boy, did I get lucky. Dr. Thomas is a true professional. He actually travels around the world educating people about eye care, and he was the kind of guy that each year he would begin the conversation right where it left off the year before. It was amazing. I don't know how he did it, but it's like we just picked up the conversation where it left off the year before. So he examined my eyes, and I studied them over. And you probably already know how this is going. Keep in mind, I'm about 13 or 14 at the time, and he got done examining my eyes, though, and he rolled his stool back, and he said, well, you do have an astigmatism, and it's pretty bad, but if you're patient and willing to come back down here four or five times to get fitted with contacts, I think we'll be able to find something that will work. And he was spot on. It took several trips back to get my contacts right, but he was able to help me. And I didn't have to worry about my glasses falling off after I finally got those contacts fitted. I didn't have to worry about them falling off or having to keep cleaning them. His diligence, Dr. Thomas's diligence, served me well for many years after that. The big takeaway I want you to hear is that because of my mom's willingness and, and her willingness to verify what she was told and to see if that first grumpy doctor was right, I was able to get the help and enjoy not having to worry about my glasses falling off. Well, that may not sound like a big deal to some people, but it made a really big difference in my life. And I'd encourage you to not put off getting a second opinion about your financial plan. We could spend a number of shows on why it's important to get a second opinion about what you're doing financially, but more importantly, let me give you a list, or, or maybe not more importantly, but importantly, let me give you a list of reasons why you may need a second opinion about what you're doing with your financial plan. If your financial advisor, whether that be your banker, your tax guy, your stockbroker, your insurance agent, or a neighbor next door, or maybe you do it yourself... It could be anybody. If you cannot give a description of what your plan, your financial plan is designed to do, then you need a second opinion. And now I'm not talking about getting into the minutia of it, but if you don't have a high-level overview at least or can paraphrase what your plan is designed to do, then you may need a second opinion about what you're doing. The second thing, if your advisor did not call you when the market was tumbling earlier this year during the COVID meltdown, when the market was going down day after day and was very volatile, I think you need a second opinion, in my humble opinion. Next one, if you were retired and you told your advisor that you had retired and your advisor did not address whether changes needed to be made to your plan, then you definitely need a second opinion. I have folks come in and they say, we ask them why they came in today. And they say, David, I came in because I got ready to retire. And I've been working with my advisor for a number of years. And I, I went in to see him and I said, I've retired. And I was expecting him to, or her to tell me that I needed to change something. And they didn't tell me I needed to change anything. They just said, congratulations, good job. And walked me out. And I just felt in, in, in my heart or maybe, or maybe my my. Uh, I had an inclination that I needed to do something different. And I really believe that that is a pivotal time that you do need to do something different. Next thing, if you do not have a written retirement plan, an income and distribution plan, 
then you need a second opinion. If you don't know how you're going to take income or take distributions off of your plan, then you need a second opinion about what you're doing to see if it'll work out. If you've never addressed quantitatively what your risk tolerance is, then I believe you need a second opinion. We don't have to guess at what will cause you to lose sleep at night when it comes to risk tolerance. We can use tools at our disposal to help gauge what you'll be able to endure and what your risk tolerance is. If you do not know the amount of money you are spending in fees on your accounts internally, brokerage fees, advisor fees, if you do not have an idea of what you're spending in your accounts, then you need a second opinion. There might be money going out the back door. These are all the things that we go over with our clients, and we're patient about it. We want to help you understand. I had a couple one time that said every time we go to our financial advisor's office, we're taken to a big conference room, and six guys in suits come in and sit down with us, and they talk about things we really don't understand, and we always feel like we're inconveniencing them, so we don't really ask questions. Now, folks, that's not a good situation, is it? That's not us either. We're going to help you understand and meet with you where you are and provide a retirement income and distribution plan. We obviously stay in contact with our folks so you know what's going on and we strive to be accessible to help you when, you, when things come up. Now a little tip, let's transition. My office has fluorescent lighting, as many offices do, and it's always kind of bothered my, my eyes. And I've been talking about my eyes here, so we'll stay on that theme. This is a tip for you, though. Uh, no extra charge. I finally got out of contacts about three years ago. I was able to get LASIK surgery. I had thought about it and thought about it and gotten four opinions from doctors about this, whether this was a good thing to do. And uh, so I'm a very safe and cautious person when it comes to stuff. And so I had no contacts anymore, no glasses, no astigmatism. And all I can say is thank you, Jesus. That was some of the best money I've ever spent. But my eyes, for whatever reason, they're drier now. And uh, so I tried some blue blocking glasses. You know, the screens, uh, computer screens, phones, TVs, they put off a blue light. And uh, I tried these, these blue blocking glasses, but they were super clunky and ugly and I never wore them. Well, I got this, I think the brand name is Kinzu Blue Blocking Glasses. You can get them on Amazon for about 15 bucks, uh, but they, they fit well and they're aesthetically pleasing and they, they don't look stupid on your face <laughs> and uh, are ugly. And so I got these glasses a few months ago and I basically have them anytime I'm using my computer, I have them on, which is a lot. It really helps with fluorescent lighting too. Too much blue light can be bad for us. And Harvard actually put out a study earlier this year about it, and I'll put a link to the show notes, so you might want to check that out. But these glasses, these blue-blocking glasses, they actually, there's a lot of research that talks about uh, using some sort of glasses that block the blue light before you go to bed, a few hours before you go to bed to help you rest better at night and so forth. And, and uh, I, I keep hearing more and more stuff about how important our sleep is. You know, we went through a phase there uh, a while back, several years ago, where everybody said, oh, you don't need much sleep, you don't need much sleep, but it seems like more and more research is coming out saying we do. Also, uh, another little housekeeping, we added a podcast email sign-up place on the podcast page of our website. So there's a form. If you go to clientsexcel.com forward slash podcast or just look for the podcast tab on our website, there's a form at the top of the page and you can put in your email and name there and uh, we will send you a notification or an email every time a new show is released 
and uh, you'll be the first to know about what's going on with us. And we have other things in our newsletters that we don't cover in the podcast. So if you'd like to be on that list and get an email once a week, occasionally we send it out more than once a week, but for the most part, it's one email a week. You can always unsubscribe also, but just go to clientsexcel.com forward slash podcast. So I want to transition for a few minutes to current events. There's a lot going on out there right now, and I've been warning about this for some time. And it's really the next natural step in our monetary policy, unfortunately. And President Trump has tweeted about it numerous times. You may have already guessed what I've talked about. I've talked about it here on the show, but it's negative interest rates. You would have to pay to park your money in the bank. And what a lousy deal that is. The European Central Bank has experimented with this already. They've had negative interest rates. But I, so, I suppose Trump believes this would help with the U.S. with, with our massive debt burden of $26.7 trillion, nearly $27 trillion of debt that we have. And these numbers just don't compute. And so if your financial advisor has not addressed the debt burden and uh, how it could impact us financially, that's another reason why you might need a second opinion. From Yahoo Finance, the Bank of England indicated Thursday that it could cut interest rates below zero for the first time in its 326-year history as it tries to shoe up, shore, excuse me, shore up uh, UK economic recovery that is facing the dual headwinds from the coronavirus and Brexit. If you recall, uh, the UK or England and so forth uh, left the European Union uh, last year, I believe it was fin finalized. And so they're talking about how the Bank of England is toying with the idea of using negative interest rates. After unanimously deciding to maintain the bank's interest rate at the record low of 0.1%, so 0.1%, the nine-member rate-setting monetary policy committee said it had discussed its policy toolkit and the effectiveness of negative policy rates in particular. So that was from Yahoo Finance. And uh, talk of negative interest rates, though, should really frighten us all. The stock market has continued its sell-off this week also, setting up September to be the worst September in 18 years. Then we recently learned, of course, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court Justice, passed away. It's like 2020 won't quit throwing us curveballs, right? This is likely, though, her death is likely to cause this election year to be even more volatile and even likely to cause a lot more hostility in Congress as the Republicans decide whether they want to try to nominate somebody and seat them in the uh, Supreme Court before the election in November, just a, a mere 45 days or so from now. Many people like Jim Cramer on CNBC, the pundit, have been pegging the economic recovery on another stimulus bill, saying that another stimulus bill will help the economy get out of the gutter. But that's not likely right now, especially with all this contention and, and bickering we have in Congress, at least not before the election, I don't think. Congress can't agree on anything this, these days. And really, folks, I get it. There are a lot of hurting people out there that could really use another round of stimulus checks, but we're piling debt on at a crazy pace. Federal, federal debt, the federal government's debt, exploded at a rate of 58.9% pace as uh, Congress passed the CARES Act, which was the, uh, the first stimulus bill. In an article from Market Watch last week, I'll read an excerpt from it. 
Investors were disappointed by the Federal Reserve's action or lack of late Wednesday as the central bank failed to indicate any new stimulus. The Fed said it planned to hold interest rates at nearly zero until the end of 2023 at the earliest, as Chairman Jerome Powell gave a cautious outlook. Now, we know that stacking money in the bank will result in a loss because we're not even able to keep up with inflation. There are a lot better places to park your lazy money that's in the bank or if you have more than six months of bill paying money or expense money in the bank. There's a lot better places to park your money where you can keep up with inflation. But uh, it, it was quite telling that interest rates are going to be kept at near zero, the Fed chair said, until 2023, uh, another two and a half years or so. Lena Kumlavi Chief Economist for G-Plus Economics said markets have now seen the peak of Fed stimulus, barring a government error or market shock. The focus will now shift back to the U.S. Congress, she said, where Democrats and Republicans are struggling to agree on the stimulus package. Investors are becoming increasingly impatient with the lack of progress, and market sentiment could sour if there is no deal soon which is what we are seeing just a few days after this article. There's a lot of volatility. The market was down today. Market Watch had an article this week about how some wealthy Americans are preparing their finances for a Biden presidency. After all, the polls are showing and betting odds are showing that Trump is going to lose. The article was stating that Biden plans to increase capital gains taxes. But let's, fo- let's face it, folks. Hopefully, if you're a faithful listener to the show, you know by now why it really doesn't matter who is in office because tax rates are likely to never be lower than they are today. If you're an advisor, if your advisor has not helped you by explaining the potential tax ramifications of the accounts you have, then you also need a second opinion about your financial planning, I do believe. We have a window of opportunity, as I've said many times on the show, to position our assets while tax rates are at historic lows since Trump and Congress lowered tax rates in 2018. We know that tax rates will sunset. These tax rates will sunset in 2026, if not before. Now is the time to get ready and to have a plan in place to mitigate future higher taxes on your tax-deferred accounts like your 401ks and IRAs. There can be a bright future. We don't have to live with uncertainty and volatility. You don't have to leave all of your assets vulnerable to the IRS and tax-deferred accounts. If there is one thing I've learned for certain in my life, it's being proactive is a whole lot better than being reactive. When I played high school basketball, my team scored no points on defense. We only scored points by proactively getting the ball down court to our area. When we can help, we can help you get your proverbial ball down court. Also, your planning, your financial planning, uh, you can look at it like a game where you're wanting to be on offense and not be defensive and uh, have a plan. You're defensive when you don't have a plan and some big catastrophic thing happens and you have to start draining accounts in a in a, a willy nilly kind of way. That's an example of being. Uh, defensive when you could be offensive. There's a better way to do these things. Our clients don't have to sweat market volatility, or at least most of them don't. Yeah, we have some money in the market, but we're following the smart money. For our clients, safe money, we use another tool. 
One way we help reduce volatility for our clients is by helping them place part of their assets in fixed indexed annuities. Paired with the proper stock market model, we can create a blend that works well for our clients. What you'll find is there are different kinds of fixed indexed annuities, though. Oh, some people will tell you that there are Swiss Army do-it-all type of annuities. Next week, I'm going to explain in depth about the benefits of all these different types of fixed indexed annuities. You thought there was only one type of fixed indexed annuity, maybe. There are several, actually, and they are not all the same, and only a skilled professional will be able to explain to you the nuances of them and help you make an appropriate decision on which may be appropriate for you. You'll want to listen to this show. I hope you'll join us for show 19 next week. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Uh, to lay a foundation, we have several episodes about fixed indexed annuities. You, may want to go, you might want to go back and listen to those if you haven't. I hope you have a great week. As always, we really appreciate you listening, and we value your comments, feedback, and questions. Please reach out to us if you have a question or concern or want to chat. My number is 864-618-4800, or you can always email me at david at clientsexcel.com. Talk to you later. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.